Well, good morning, church family. Welcome to Church Online once again. Uh, as we've done every single week while we've been gathering online, I want to encourage you to like and comment, uh, interact with us as we go through the service today, and also click that share button and share this experience with all of your Facebook friends. Maybe there's somebody who's scrolling through Facebook right now or that will be scrolling through at a later time that can find hope and encouragement through this worship experience, maybe even through this message by something that you shared. And as many of you know, we are one week away from Easter Sunday, and I believe that God has given me a powerful message that I'm going to share with you next Sunday as we gather together at 10 a.m. Today, as many of you know, is Palm Sunday, and so there's a special, special message that I want to share with you today as we gather together. And I want to let you know, as many of you have already seen on social media, this Friday, being Good Friday, we're going to gather together online at 7 p.m. to take communion together as a church family. So you'll be seeing more about that on social media as the week goes on and as we lead up to that, but we're excited about the opportunity to celebrate in that way and to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross as we take communion together this Friday at 7 p.m. And since this is Palm Sunday, which represents the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on his way to the cross, ultimately to die for us, this was the final week of his ministry and he heads into Jerusalem. I want to start today by reading the account of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem as he's heading that way. And you can find this story in all four Gospels. You can read it in Matthew chapter 21. You can read it in Mark chapter 11. You can read it in Luke 19 or in John chapter 12. And today I want to start by reading it in Mark chapter 11. And it's starting in verse 1. This is what it says. It says, As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and we'll return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in the highest heavens! See, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on his way ultimately to the cross for you and for me. And what an amazing time that we're in right now. It's an exciting time that we get to celebrate every year what Jesus did for us on the cross as He enters into His final week, as He dies and gives His life for us. He's beaten and bruised for us and ultimately as He raises from the dead three days later. Today I want to look at just a few moments and teachings from Jesus that took place between the moment that Jesus rode into Jerusalem and the moment that He gave His life for us. And I felt like there were many different things that we could talk about, but there were just a few things that the Lord wanted me to highlight that He taught us on His way to the cross. And so I've titled this message today, On the Way 
to the cross. And here's the first thing I felt the Lord wanted me to highlight today. So point number one is that God will be praised. God will be praised. In Psalm 66 verses 1 through 4, the writer writes, Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of His name. Tell the world how glorious He is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. Psalm 148, starting in verse 1, says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey Him. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for His name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made His people strong, honoring His faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to Him. Praise the Lord. And I want us to go back and look again at the account of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem and what today really represents. But I want to read it this time from Luke chapter 19 because there is something that Luke records that I believe is so important for us to understand today and can be an encouragement for us today in this area. This is what it says, Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 1. says, praise, or excuse me, starting in verse 28. After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that donkey? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for Him to ride on. As He rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of Him. When He reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. And he replied, Jesus replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. And I love the fact that there isn't anyone or anything that can stop God from receiving praise. Even when the Pharisees try to shut the people up, Jesus lets them know that, hey, if they don't praise me, even the rocks that are on the side of this road will praise me. In other words, Jesus is saying, no matter what, I will be praised. God will be praised. Listen, all creation praises God. Because God will be 
praised. As we celebrate Palm Sunday today, I want to encourage you and challenge you to make time today to give God praise. Give God praise in your life. Think back on His faithfulness in your life and praise Him. Think back on the hard seasons in your life and praise Him. Think back to when He brought you through something and praise Him. Think back on when He protected you from something and praise Him. In fact, can we just take a moment right now in the middle of this message and can we just give God praise for who He is, for what He's done. God, we thank You today and we praise You. God, we praise You for the things that You have brought us through in the past. We praise You for the things that You're bringing us through right now. We praise You for the hard seasons in life. We praise You for the good seasons in life. God, we praise You for the moments when we feel Your favor and Your blessing and Your presence. And God, we praise You for the moments when when maybe we are struggling and, and difficult things because we know that You are faithful, that You are always good. And so God, right now, in this moment, we praise you. God will be praised. Here's the second moment I felt like the Lord wanted me to point out to us today. And the second point for today is this. Don't neglect the follow through. Don't neglect the follow through. In Matthew chapter 21, after Jesus has rode into Jerusalem, he's on his way to the cross. Starting in verse 28, this is something that he teaches us. It says, but what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, No, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, You go. And he said, Yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, The first. Then Jesus explained the meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him. While tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. I was thinking this week as I was preparing for this message to present today of this illustration of a basketball player. And basketball was a sport that I played growing up. And I was thinking about a basketball player can have the right jersey. A basketball player can have the right shoes. A basketball player can have the right ball. He, can, he or she can have the right foot stance to shoot. But it's important that they don't neglect the discipline of follow through. We can have all of the right things in our life, but we cannot afford to neglect the discipline of follow through. As a basketball player growing up, I can remember many times being taught to always follow through. And the fact was that if I didn't follow through on my shot, most of the time the shot would come up short. And I wonder what in your life and my life might be coming up short because we are not simply following through. Following through. I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to challenge you today to not forget about the importance of the follow through. Not just saying we have faith, but actually putting our faith into action. Not just saying that we'll pray, but actually following through and praying. Not just saying that we believe, but actually living like we believe. There is this struggle that I believe we all face in life because of our good intentions. And it's this struggle between good intentions and actual obedience to what God said. It's this struggle and this tension between wanting to do the right thing, saying the right thing, and actually putting it into practice and being obedient to what God has said. In the story that Jesus told, he points out that 
one son did nothing at first, but then he changed and was obedient and did what the father had asked, while the other son said the right thing but had no action to back it up. He had the right thing to say, but no action to back up what he said. Let me ask you this question this morning. What in your life have you maybe said the right things about and maybe even had good intentions on, but have never followed through? What could possibly be a situation or something in your life right now that you have good intentions, you've had good intentions, you've said the right things about, but there has never been any action or any follow through to back it up. You've never simply obeyed. Here's something that James wrote in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. He says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Our professions of faith are only as valid as the actions that follow them. Your profession of faith, my profession of faith, is really only as valid as the actions that follow them. Let me encourage you with this today. While it's always better to obey God's word and the promptings of the Holy Spirit immediately, you can still make the decision today to be obedient. You can still make the decision today, maybe on something from five years ago, three years ago, 15 years ago, you can still make the decision today to be obedient. While it's always better to obey in the moment and immediately when the Holy Spirit prompts or it's something that God's word says for us to do, It's still not too late. You can make the decision to be obedient today, to walk away from that sin or to act on what the Holy Spirit has told you, to pray about that friend's need, to begin to invest in your marriage, to begin to read the word and to pray every single day and seek after God. Don't be like the son who didn't follow through. Don't neglect the discipline of following through. Do what you need to do today to be obedient, whether it's something the Holy Spirit spoke to you yesterday or five years ago. And here's the final thing that I felt like the Lord wanted me to highlight today that He taught us on His way to the cross. And it's this, point number three, to follow His example. Follow His example. In John chapter 13, starting in verse 1, this is what John wrote. He says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that His hour had come to leave this world and return to His Father. He had loved His disciples during His ministry on earth, and now He loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Man, there is so much in that one statement. Unless Jesus washes you, you won't belong to him. Simon Peter exclaimed, 
Then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. Here it is, verse 15. I have given you an example to follow. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Can you imagine, if you just think for a moment, what the disciples' feet must have looked like and been like when Jesus knelt down to wash their feet? I think about all of the dust and the mud and the sweat from the day that was all over their feet as they sat down. And Jesus gets down to wash their feet. And to wash someone's feet was the job of really a slave or a servant. And they would wash guests' feet as a sign of hospitality, maybe when they came into their home. And how many of you want to bring that back, right? You want to you know, invite people into your home, and the first thing that you do is offer to wash their feet. And the point behind this story really isn't about the feet, though. It's about the fact that the Son of God modeled serving for us. He even called it an example to follow. And serving others can seem inconvenient. Serving others can seem mundane. Serving others can even seem unpleasant a lot of times. But what if we really understood who it was that we were serving? What if we really understood who it was that we were serving. In Matthew 25, Jesus is sharing these different things that the righteous people had done for him. And he goes through this list and he talks about them giving him food and giving him something to drink and showing him hospitality and giving him clothing and visiting him when he was sick. And the righteous people responding because they're confused and they're asking, God, when, when did we do those things? Lord, when did we do those things for you? And this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. It says, And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. When you did it to the least of these, you were doing it to me. So here's the reality about serving. When we serve others, we're serving God. When you and I serve each other, we are serving God. When we make the decision to serve the people around us, we are in essence serving God. And we know this from John 13, 17 that we just read a moment ago, that God blesses you for doing it. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. God will bless you for doing them. As we end today, I want all of us to just take a moment and stop and think about what our lives could possibly look like if we made the decision to do just these three things that Jesus taught us on the way to the cross. If we made the decision, what if we decided every single day, today I'm going to praise God no matter what. Today I'm going to be obedient to God and I'm going to follow through on what He wants me to do, what He's told me to do. And today I'm going to serve somebody in some way. 
what would our lives look like? What would our country look like? What would our church look like? What would our community look like if every day we got up and said, today, I'm going to praise you. Today, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to follow through. And today, I'm going to serve somebody in some way. I want to take a moment as we end, and I want to pray for uh, two groups of people. The first one is those of you that maybe you're watching this, and this is the first time you've, you've watched something online like this, or you just feel the Holy Spirit drawing you right now in this moment. I want to give you the opportunity to pray this prayer after me and to receive Jesus into your life. I believe there's no better time than right now to receive Jesus into your life. And so if that's you and you want to pray this prayer and you want to receive salvation, you want to receive forgiveness, you want to receive what Jesus did for you on the cross and what we're celebrating in this season, then just repeat this prayer after me. Just right where you are to say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your life for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. But I believe that you came from heaven to earth. You gave your life for me and you rose from the dead three days later. And I confess you right now as Lord and Savior of my life. Come live inside of me. Help me to live for you from this day forward. God, thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you. Maybe in the comments below, let us know that you prayed that prayer. If it was for the first time, we want to be able to pray for you. Or you can text the word IMPACT to 97000 and you can let us know in that way. That's also a great way for you to stay up to date on what's going on with our church and get text updates and things like that and resources and information to help you in that way. I also want to pray for everyone. Uh, really, I want to pray for us to make this decision today that we're going to do those three things, that we're going to make the decision to do the three things, three of the things that Jesus taught us on His way to the cross, to, to praise Him because God deserves our praise and God will be praised whether we praise Him or the rocks cry out, He will be praised. And so we, we, I want to pray that God would give us this desire to just praise Him every single day for us to be obedient and follow through and for us to serve others. And so God, right now I pray for those that are watching. Maybe they're watching right now or watching this at a later time or listening even on the podcast. God, I pray that you would give us a new desire to praise you every day, that we would make the decision, today I will praise you. Today I will be obedient. I will follow through on what you tell me to do. Today I will serve somebody in some way. God, would you, would you renew this in us? Would you do something new inside of us? God, I believe that we can change the world by praising you no matter what, by serving the people around us, by being obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and, and the, what your word says. God, I just believe that every person right now is receiving this over their life today. Lord, that we're making the decision for us individually that we will praise you, that we will serve others. We will serve others and serve you in that way and that we're going to be obedient and follow through on what you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, I want to let you know this before we let you go. If you have a prayer request, would you just put that in the comments or you can send us an email at prayer at yourimpactchurch.com. We would love to pray for you. We have a prayer team that would love to lift up your needs and maybe what it is that you're struggling with or dealing with right now or that you just want somebody to agree with you on. Listen, we love you guys. We cannot wait to celebrate and take communion together this Friday night at 7 p.m. We look forward to seeing you there. We hope you have a great week. God bless you.